0: Dionisio at the plate, he's over to it today. Swakowski, the big right-hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly. And it's... oh, it's raining now. It's time for Rain Delay Theater with Jeremy Dionisio and Jack Swakowski. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And uh, welcome to number 87, folks, uh, episode number 87. Uh, we are, as you know, two bums who normally talk about other bums at baseball games. But uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about what we miss about being bums at baseball games in the year 2020, the things we miss most about going to games.
1: Yep, that's right, Jack. There's there's a lot, and uh, it, I, this is a little emotional, <laughs> like, you know, a uh, visitation of, of of my thoughts about my my sadness about not being able to go to baseball games.
0: Well, yeah, sure, Jeremy. But uh, if we were fans of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, we might be we you know we might not have be in this uh, mess. So yeah, to no, speak.
1: exactly. Yeah, apparently, uh, you know, the, first of all, the NFL season is starting uh, this week, which is crazy. I cannot wrap my head around that. But, um, and I'm not following super closely NFL news other than, like, you know, Eddie Pinheiro, the kicker for the Bears, is on uh, injured reserve again. Uh, but I did see that the, the Chiefs are letting in fans uh, for the game this weekend. Like, I think it's, you know, a percentage of fans, but fans nonetheless. And for some odd reason, I'm not sure what's going on in the news nationwide or worldwide, but tickets aren't selling too, too well. I they're
0: yeah, I, I can't know. imagine why. Maybe, uh, maybe fans are mad about the Patrick Mahomes mega deal or something. I, you know,
1: yeah, It's exactly tough, to, tough
0: to say. People didn't. People didn't like uh, the fact that Andy Reid said he uses a Super Bowl ring to get free cheeseburgers. You know, it's got to be, <laughs> got to be something. He did say that. Did you see that one, Jeremy?
1: No, I didn't. But I, cu- I could have, uh, you know, I could have uh, ascertained that by looking at the man. But, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, I uh, I bet he wishes he had that uh Super Bowl ring, you know, after he got his uh punt pass and kick workout in. If you if you've ever seen that, <laughs> ever seen that video, folks, if you've never seen it, Google uh Andy Reid punt pass and kick. Uh he looks like a Sasquatch uh next to like all of these little like, you know, 8-year-old kids when he's 8 yeah. years old himself or uh, probably 12 or whatever he is.
1: Yeah, that that is like one of the most like um, you know, like Ripley's believe it or not like, you know, wildest uh you know situations known to man like that picture is the weirdest picture ever like he looks like a grown ass man linebacker or something amongst a bunch of little kids but they're all the same age it's it's bizarre
0: <laughs> uh well jeremy it is episode number 87 um yes. so uh we are going to do for this episode uh, debuts that happened in the year 1987 who's your man all
1: right, Jack. Well, um, I have a guy who uh, ties into one of the little uh, news tidbits that I want to talk about later, um, but my guy is a relief pitcher, although he's sometimes a starting pitcher for the Cubs, Les Lancaster. Jack, do you remember Les Lancaster at
0: all? No, no, I don't. See, we're still in that era. See, now now we're starting to get to more guys who were, like, around, um, you know, sort of uh, kind of right when I started following, but I still do not remember Les Lancaster, so he couldn't have had too long of a career. No,
1: I don't. Uh, he had uh, a seven-year career, okay. Um, and and again, a guy who there's no reason for you to know uh, Les Lancaster, um, but uh, he was just like I know I knew of him as a relief pitcher and kind of like a kind of like a, a middle relief guy. Um, I was I did look at his stats like somewhat recently in um, in uh, my life and uh, was kind of surprised to see that um, he actually started a handful of games for the Cubs. So. He appeared in twenty seven games in nineteen eighty seven and started eighteen of them. And then he started he like randomly started three games in eighty eight, none in eighty nine, um, six in nineteen ninety, and then eleven in uh, nineteen ninety one for the Cubs. Uh, he appeared in sixty four games with the Cubs and started eleven of them. It's very weird.
0: Yeah, uh, that guy had he- a heavy workload. You know, uh, yeah, sixty four games pitched, yeah. eleven starts, one hundred and fifty six innings and a 352 ERA and and 16 decisions he was 9 and 7 like they just uh you know teams just don't use pitchers like that anymore
1: no no not at all and like yeah like i and, just,
0: and he finished he finished 21 games like yeah it was yeah. A, an odd season um for that guy
1: yeah for sure yeah they they kind of deployed him as needed um but um i mean yeah there's certainly nothing remarkable about the guy uh he used to throw like he kind of would like loop his His hand and his mitt over his knee as he threw kind of like a like a pumping motion or something like like a looping motion and uh, okay I used to you know try to recreate that as a kid or whatever but um, but yeah like uh, he um, I don't know he just like seemed like he seemed cool or something I don't know but uh, I liked him as a little kid and so that's that's my that's my pick for for 1987 uh, debut slash rookie
0: Nice, Jeremy. I like it. Yeah. One more thing about Les Lancaster. Uh, he actually had a pretty solid year his last year in the majors in 1993. He uh, had a 2.93 ERA in and 61 and a third innings, all out of the pen for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, it looks like he tried to hang on for two years uh, in AAA in '94 and '95, uh, but he never did make it back to the big leagues. So it seems like it kind of seems like he wasn't done. He had like one last solid year in the bigs. But uh, yeah, I guess I guess just nobody wanted him after that. Um, but yeah, uh, Les Lancaster, uh, good call. Mine is going to be uh, Chris Gwynn. Do you remember Chris Gwynn?
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Well, it, yeah, there. This is another guy where that uh, you know there would really be no reason to remember him. I think really the most remarkable thing about Chris Gwynn is that uh, Tony Gwynn was his uh, his brother. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it, he's kind—he's—he's he's kind of like—he's uh, kind of like Wilton Guerrero before—before uh, before there there was Wilton Guerrero. Even though I think Wilton Guerrero was Vladimir Guerrero's cousin or something—is that right? Or were they brothers? Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think
1: they were cousins. Okay.
0: Well, but anyway, so this is like this is your classic uh, case, and it always seems to be this way, where like one you know one brother is like a star, and the other brother is just kind of around because like you know he they have the same last name. Uh, and uh, you know, and and he just kind of h- hangs around for a little while. So Chris Gwynn seems like half the reason he was even in the league was because because uh, Tony was his brother. Uh, he played actually nine seasons in the big leagues, but he never really did anything. Two sixty one career average. Uh, never played more than a hundred three games in a season. Never had never had three hundred official at bats, and uh, never had more than five home runs. Uh, so it, it, it's kind of an odd, an odd case of like, you know, how did this guy manage to play in parts of nine seasons, even though he wasn't very good? Uh, and the answer can only be that, you know, because he was Tony Gwynn's brother.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I think it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, number one, uh, Tony Gwynn's like, you know, uh, like orbit or his atmosphere, like overshined, like not only his brother, but his son as well. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah. none of them could like survive in the shadow of Tony Gwynn, uh sadly enough um but uh it's also even the name Chris Gwynn doesn't sound right like it's like it's like if you were like writing like a screenplay or or a tele, like a TV show and you're like you had a this you know this classic character like Tony Soprano right and it's like right. okay well we have to okay and it's like episode, it's like season 4 or 5 and you're like we need to write in like a brother or something and it's like okay well let's come up with a name uh, i don't know what about uh, you know, Jeff Soprano. Like, no, that sounds stupid. <laughs> Jeff Soprano. Like, no, he can't play opposite Tony Soprano. It's like Chris Gwynn. Like, Chris Gwynn doesn't. I'd be like, no, try again. Not good enough. Like,
0: no. <laughs> So. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Tony, you know, Tony Soprano, he did have two sisters. One was Janice, of course, played by Aida Torturo. He had another sister too. Was it Barbara? Was it like Barb Soprano? Was that his, was that his other oh, sister's maybe, name? Yeah, possibly. She was, she was only, only in two or three episodes and, and she got recast. But yeah, she, she was the, uh, she was the Chris Gwynn <laughs> of that family, uh, for sure. Um, so yeah, those are our, uh, those are our 1987, uh, debuts. Um, now, uh, uh, Jeremy something happened this week and you know correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think I'd never heard of this happening before and probably it would only happen during this crazy season but Stephen Souza for the Cubs uh, got cut uh, in between games of a double header have you ever heard of that happening before you know
1: i can't i can't give a, a documented proof of that i mean i do th- sometimes think like teams like officially make like the roster move if they like call someone up for the for one of those double headers sometimes they might announce it in between games or something but i i can't say like oh yes this person was cut in between games it even if it has happened before it's still like a like a, a super large indignity
0: you know I mean you you gotta wonder what the what the circumstances were surrounding that because what 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 happened was correct me if I'm wrong Jeremy they uh they started Steven Souza in the first game and then he went over two and then yeah. they and then they they cut him so it's like if he had gone yeah. he had gone a one for two would they would they have kept him around two for two or were they just going to cut him regardless of what happened and like, yeah, you know, I'm sure they had a fourth or fifth outfielder like there. Like, they didn't need to start Steven Souza, so like, why even start him? Like, if they knew they were going to cut him, so they must have known they were going to cut him. It just, it just kind of baffles me.
1: Yeah, no, that that's true. You know, like, yeah, adding into the fact that he played in the first game and then they cut him is 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 pretty is pretty rough. And like, it's almost kind of like it's one of those things where like, I mean, I guess because like certain guys became available, but it's like, why did you even? go if this guy was like so cuttable you know why even go into the season with him like why didn't they try to do something you know beforehand or like why do they it yeah it it is it's 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 pretty rough for sure um and uh yeah for like for the guys so yeah so that is weird and it's led to this whole slew of just or even for us it's led to us even taking like uh you know inventory of all this this whole slew of weird cubs of like weird baseball bums that are like on the cubs or have appeared for the cubs this season it's very weird
0: yeah i mean, i never ever thought billy hamilton would be a would be a cub <laughs> although like no. you know now looking at it like Terrence Gore was on the Cubs last year or two years ago. When was that? 2018 or yeah, 2019? I think
1: it was a couple years ago. Now, okay, at this point.
0: yeah, but like you know, he's like the new Terrence Gore, I guess, or something. Like, so it's not completely out of left field for Theo Epstein to pick him up. But I feel like you know Billy Hamilton would be expected to do like a little more at the plate than Terrence Gore, uh, Terrence Gore, who was like strictly yeah. a pinch runner. But yeah, I never, I never in a million years thought that Billy Hamilton would end up on the Cubs.
1: No, for 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 sure. And uh yeah, I actually have this like cool Billy Hamilton card with a piece of his like jersey and I'm like the the piece of the jersey is so cool, it's part of the Reds patch. Okay. And I'm like, wow, this is a really cool card. I, I don't wanna get rid of it, but I'm like, it's Billy Hamilton, like what a bummer. Yeah. And so like, you know, now that he's on the Cubs, I'm like, Oh, well, okay, it's a it's a card of a Cub, you know. <laughs> like I can <guess> <laughs> rationalize it that way. I've had this card for like two years, but but anyway, no, I never thought of that. And quite honestly I I'll give it to Billy Hamilton because he's made it seem – he's made me feel bad for sending Albert Almora down. Or I'd say like he has me clamoring for Albert Almora. It's like, man, like, I totally understand sending out an Albert Almora. He's he's just such a disappointment with the bat. Um, but it's like, doesn't he deserve to be on the team more than Billy Hamilton? Like, I know Billy Hamilton's faster, but Albert, Albert Almora I feel like is more useful with his glove than – Billy Hamilton is with his legs, so I, I don't know. It's he's he's gotten he's turned me into like a an Elmore apologist. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: um yeah I mean Al Mora was definitely uh you know having a having a rough season but you know I think there's a you know there's a lot of guys who kind of just aren't aren't hitting I mean even is Chris Bryant still under 200 I know he's been a little hurt this year but
1: yeah I think he is and then he got hit in the elbow yesterday and is out of the lineup again today so it's it's not pretty but uh yeah I don't know
0: no um yeah some of these guys just seem to be uh taking a taking a long time to to get going, um, yeah. I mean, even the Brewers have had their fair share of bums. Uh, Dan Vogelbach is now on the Brewers, uh, and yeah. yeah, that's kind of a weird, a weird case because Dan Vogelbach is like a year removed from hitting like 30 homers for the Mariners. So, yeah. and now, now the guy can't even get on a stay on a team. I don't understand his
1: third team of the year. I think. Yeah, maybe. he
0: is. I, I don't. Um, yeah, did he start the year with the Mariners and then he got cut with them? And who was he yeah. on then? Was it the? It wasn't the Toronto. Royals. It was the Toronto. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, so now the guy can't even, uh, you know, he can't even stay on a roster. Um, so yeah, it's just lots of, lots of weird stuff happening, but like for his sake, there at least there's 15 more teams that like can, uh, have the DH available to them. So it's not, not too, too hard for him to stay around.
1: Yeah, I know. I think he might have some longevity now in the league despite jumping around because of this now.
0: Right, right. He's like the new Bob Hamlin.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: Um... So, uh, Jeremy, we have to come up with a name uh, for this award at some point, but uh, uh, Erasmo Ramirez is the person who took Billy Hamilton's spot on the New York Mets roster, and I know there's been a lot of bums in baseball this year, but Erasmo Ramirez, that's got to be the the award for what is this guy still doing in the majors.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, right. Um... What, uh, Mariners and Red Sox. Do you have his? Do you happen to have his page up in front of you? Um, like, so
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, so I know he was with started with the Mariners, um, yeah. and yeah, he was on the oh, Red the, Sox. The
1: Rays too, right? Uh,
0: yeah, he might have been. Yeah, he was on the Rays. Oh God, his headshot has him on the Mets. Yeah, so he was actually on the Rays for like uh, parts of three seasons, and yeah, he was on the Mets this year. He only pitched five innings. He only pitched three innings for Boston last year. And uh, somehow managed to pitch forty-five innings for Seattle and start ten games in twenty eighteen. I don't know where the hell that came from, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean this guy is just uh, it's just ridiculous that he's that he's still hanging around. And oddly enough, he's only thirty years old. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how that guy is only thirty, but um, I mean they probably signed him as like a seventeen-year-old. He's been pitching since twenty twelve. But uh, yeah, I mean I I, uh, I I don't get I don't get how he's still around but he is uh he is on the Mets now.
1: Yeah, no, I think he had like I think he was considered like a a good like or a solid swingman or like a swingman with upside like sure. when he was with the Rays and stuff, but um I don't know. Yeah, I, it is kind of funny. Um just to just to think of all the teams that he's he's been on and and to think of that guy right because we were we were naming some of these guys like um you know uh Irvin Santana and Ivan Nova for the White Sox like last just, that was just last year wasn't it
0: yeah it was uh and yeah, yeah those two uh, Alfredo Simon Jason Marquis uh these guys are fun when you hear about them that they that they're still around so there's yeah. got to be there's got to be some uh some name for that, uh, for that award. Uh, when we'll, we'll come up with it eventually, Jeremy, this should have been a, this should have been in the episode we did with your friend, Kevin.
1: Yeah, no, well, you know, there's, there will be a need for even newer baseball vocabulary. So, um, that, you know, that'll, that'll be part of the next
0: one. <laughs> right. Um, and then there was one more thing that happened, uh, uh, in the world of baseball, uh, since last week that, uh, I guess Merritt's talking about, uh, and that is um, Joe West, Jeremy. So did you? Did you have you seen this? Have you read about this about Joe West? Not not
1: entire not the entire story. I did hear about the ejection of Mike Rizzo. Yeah, that
0: was the main. That was like the main thing of the story. And uh, uh, what happened was Mike Rizzo was in his press box or in his uh, luxury box, and he was just yelling down at Joe West like you're awful. <laughs> and then like Joe West had him kicked out. Now, first of all. If there were actually fans in the stands, there's no way that Mike Rizzo would have been would have been kicked out. Uh, but it got it got me to wondering like you know do other GMs like yell at yell at umpires like that during the game um, and like act like they're they fans? I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of funny that Mike Rizzo was doing it and like and eh, kind of unprofessional too. But. Uh, <laughs> But there was uh, so anyway. He got he got kicked out of the luxury box. I think they said Joe West like got on the phone and called up to security to like have him kicked out, which is funny. That shades of uh, who was it? Mike Mike Remlinger calling a uh, who, who's oh, the who uh, called Kent Ken Merkin. Kent, Ken, yeah, Kent Merker. Kent Merker. Did he didn't did he call up to the to Steve Stone or the press box and yeah. basically tell him yeah. to fuck off.
1: Yeah, I think he went into the clubhouse and called up there and and you know yelled at Steve Stone
0: basically. I guess that's uh that that shows you uh how much importance like the actual game that was going on had to uh you know members of Dusty Baker's uh squad um yeah.
1: or the control that he had over his team that you know a bullpen guys just missing and he's in the clubhouse fucking calling like you know uh who, who was it Pablo Sandoval who who tweet, like posted on Instagram, sitting on the can. Thing, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he liked, uh, he liked some Instagram posts, like, well, he was on the can, like during a game. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's not quite, you know, the beer and chicken team, but it's, it's close. Um, yes. So, so, uh, so Joe West, um, you know, whatever he kicks Mike Rizzo out and like people saw like pictures of Mike Rizzo without a mask. And they were like, uh, oh, you know, he must have got kicked out for not wearing a mask. But, uh, you know, as I texted to you, Jeremy, like if Joe West saw Mike Rizzo uh, not wearing a mask, like Joe West would give him a thumbs up. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't kick he wouldn't kick Mike Rizzo out of the game for that. But uh, anyway, after the game, they asked Joe West, like, why did you kick Mike Rizzo out? And he said, well, you know, he was heckling me. And he's like, "I I wouldn't let anybody do that. You know, I wouldn't even let Donald Trump do that. I'd kick him out, too, but I'd still vote for him. And it's like uh you know um wh- like I think he was just trolling people at that point just uh-huh. just cuz I think he knew that like his like covid truther comments from the beginning of the season like irked a lot of people and now he's like uh you know he's playing this role of like the guy who's going to try to you know try to try to troll people I guess
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, I yeah, it's 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 funny. It's just it's funny like I mean if 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 you take that angle on it, it's like It's not bad enough that this guy, you know, uh, has inconsistent calls or, like, just makes horrible calls and seems to make questionable calls to certain guys uh, uh, time and time again, like Tim Anderson. Um, but, uh, But now he's, like, you know, he's, like, so aware of it that he's, like, even trying to, like, you know, make that, like... Keep that keep that uh, reputation alive off the field. It's like Jesus, (laughs) man. Just are you just you're just such you're so big on being a fucking unlikable cretin that like you you just like you you just want to do it at a press conference too or wherever he gave that quote. Like what a what a fucking miserable piece of shit.
0: (laughs) <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Tr- true that, Jeremy. Um, you know, I guess, I guess you, it could be argued that baseball, baseball needs characters like that, but uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think one more year at Joe West and that's, that's all anybody's uh, uh, you know, cause I think he's going to break the, uh, he's going to break the record uh, next year for most games umpired. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's kind of a shame that, you know, a guy like Joe West would be the one who, who holds that record. But uh, yeah. it is, he's uh, as, as he said in his own words, he's chasing that rainbow. So, uh, anyway, um, Jeremy, we, uh, I guess we, sh- we should get to our, uh, our, our list here. Now, I, what, actually, one thing I was going to say, and this isn't going to be on the list, but uh, it is always a treat sometimes. Like, if, you, if an umpire you know is umpiring a game that you're at, it's always kind of a, a nice surprise. And, honestly, it's always kind of a nice bonus if Joe West is umpiring that game because uh, it gives you something to talk about. So for that's sure. not on the list but uh it is uh it is always a nice surprise when going to games. So what is uh what what do you think Jeremy what's something you miss about going to going to games?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um I would say just I'm going to start broad here. I'll start with my broadest one and then get more, you know, kind of like uh fine-tuned as we go here. So I'm just going to say this is maybe this even seems like a cop-out answer, but I'm just saying White Sox games. In general, just White Sox games, going to White Sox games because I I just I had this breakthrough a couple years ago, Jack. um, Once we realize how we can get cheap tickets or whatever, um, and maybe I should have folded these two into each other. Maybe I'll fold these two into each other, and um, I'll come. I'll think of a a fifth one on the fly. Okay, like when I when we kind of came up with when we figured out our system for for finding, like, literally $5 tickets or literally $4 tickets to, to White Sox games. Yeah. It's, like, just, I mean, hey, call me cheap. Call me whatever you – call me what you will. Uh, but, like, the, just the sheer fact of paying $4 for a Major League Baseball uh, game ticket is just, like, it's going to make me enjoy the game even more. Right. And just kind of, like – and just – You know, it's like I just I like going to White Talk games because I don't have like a a deep rooting interest and I can just watch it as like a a spectator and and not be tied like living and dying by like if the Cubs, you know, do do well or not. So it's just it's it's liberating. It's just like kind of it's just like the epitome of fun at the old ballpark kind of. And and uh, I just miss that. I remember like being out with you at a bar or something like you know, in like January or February of the off season and being like, I just can't wait to go to a a $4 white Sox game. It's just going to be awesome. And, and like, I, I feel like right around the time that baseball starts, like, you know, February, March, whatever, like the darkest uh, months of, of winter. I'm like, man, I just want to be at a white Sox game for $4. Just, just, you know, fucking around basically.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, and I mean that's exactly it. Like, first of all, like you you can just fuck around at a White Sox game, and most uh, <laughs> yes. and most people do because you know most people you know who are who are sitting in the seats near us um, didn't probably pay for those seats. You know, you can sit and yeah. you can sit anywhere you want for a White Sox game. Uh, you know, the first couple years, Jeremy, I remember we would always sit in like the upper deck, and I'm not I don't know what we were thinking. We were just uh, we were just inexperienced, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean I, I miss that too, Jeremy. Um it's so easy to go to a game and you can actually see real players too. For the most part it's always been on the other team, like for the for the years <laughs> yeah. that we've been going to the White Sox games. But uh but yeah, it's it's uh it's a remarkable thing to be able to pay that little to see a major league baseball game. I mean, we paid twice or three times that much to go to to go to minor league games that we've been to, or yeah. like that independent league game. So it's very cool. I wonder if uh I wonder what tickets would look like this year. If, um, right. you know, if we were, uh, if there was a regular season going on, um, that, that allowed fans because the White Sox are so much better. Yeah,
1: I know. I was wondering, I was wondering today, like, are those days like over now? Like even when they come back, I mean, we, we, we speculated about this cause you know, you, you could see, uh, the, the youth movement coming down the line with the White Sox and, as sad as it is, I'm not even trying to be, like, uh, sardonic or, like, uh, pessimistic, like, anti-White Sox or whatever. But it's, like, the sad thing is is that, you know, back the last time they were contending, they were, like, tied for first place in the last week of the season, and the stadium was half full. So right. I I have a feeling, like, we might have to pay, like, $7 yeah. for tickets. But, yeah. like, even still, it's, that's a laughable Fee, fee where I'll, uh, you know, I'll throw $7 at them and laugh my way through the gate, you know?
0: <laughs> right. No, for sure, Jeremy. And, uh, you know, it, like luck would probably have it for the White Sox that as soon as they're able to like let fans in again, you know, as soon as next season, like a bunch of stuff is going to go wrong and they're going to end up sucking. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I guess I guess this year um, is something to is something to behold. So they're uh, they're they're one of the more exciting teams. It's a shame we can't go see them in person to play uh uh see them play. But you know my my, my uh thing, Jeremy here, the first one on the list, kind of ties in with White Sox games. But one one thing I miss about uh going to games is just either like going on the red line home or like the walk home that we'll have from Wrigley Field. I feel like something always happens on that red line home. There's always something of note. Yeah. For sure. I don't miss I don't miss getting on the red line right uh, right before a white uh, right after a White Sox game because it's always so jam packed like you're you're packed on that train station like a bunch of sardines um, so I don't miss that but like we we've really run into some uh, some great characters uh, on the red line we've run into some some outstanding uh, outstanding folks uh, like remember that one guy Jeremy who puked? was did he puke on the train on the way home. <laughs> yes i had forgotten yes. about that guy but that was good stuff uh yeah so you just you know we're just we're just not getting that this year one time jeremy you remember this when you gotten a not to sound like that not to sound like that chris farley character uh but um yeah you, know, you kind of got in a fight with a cardinals fan when we were walking home that one time this <laughs> yeah, might have right it went, right as we got to the
1: corner of irving and uh and uh clark
0: yeah I can't remember what he said, but he said something about thirteen World Series, and then uh, you said like, oh yeah, we won it all in 2016 or something like that uh yeah, you really you, you weren't you weren't having it you weren't going to take it from that guy
1: <laughs> that's right, yeah, I instinctively kind of threw back at that guy um, yeah
0: yeah so i uh I, I missed that Jeremy. I missed those like eventful uh eventful trips home from games
1: yeah, no doubt for sure, I think like yeah, if you could look back at each one of the White Sox trips home. Like I think something happened. Worth note, um, you know, on the way, and at least, and even if not, if it wasn't on the red line, it's, it was in the bathroom before we got before we left the stadium. Yeah,
0: I was gonna, I was almost gonna say, Jeremy, that I miss going in like the bat, like the bathroom at uh, at like stadiums because like some some w- some weird stuff always happens there too. But I was like, I don't know if that's gonna sound gross that I say like I miss stadium bathrooms, but I do, I do, man, I miss. Well, uh,
1: I I feel bad because it it's such a gender biased thing because I don't I mean and maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe stuff happens in women's bathrooms too but like the men's bathroom is a fucking zoo yeah it's just a, it's just a goddamn zoo and like there's just animals like lining up to <laughs> to to you know relieve themselves and just, yeah,
0: just I you hilarious. know yeah Jeremy I mean I I really uh, I really can't imagine. That like a women's bathroom is anything like a, a man's yeah. bathroom would be after a game yeah. like that? Yeah, no, that's it's being
1: generous for sure. Yeah,
0: no, that's being generous. Yeah, I mean, uh, a men's bathroom after a baseball game, particularly a White Sox game, <laughs> is is just a a bunch of like drunk drunk guys fucking yelling at each other or singing songs to themselves or yeah. uh, or, or something. Man, it's crazy. Like, there's no there's no way that a women's bathroom is is anything close <laughs> is anything close to that. Or hell, it'd be really funny if it was, man. would be really funny yeah. if it was, but... Uh, yeah, absolutely. We will never know.
1: Well, to dovetail on that one, Jack, I'll just go with this one for my uh, my second pick, and it's just, in general, the freaks and vendors.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Jeremy, I mean, that was going to kind of be one of mine, too, uh, is yeah. that like I miss... Yeah. I miss seeing, uh, seeing new people. I mean, I think this year, like, uh, I don't know if really anybody has made like a lot of new friends or acquaintances or like has even seen a lot of new people. You kind of just, you kind of just see people, uh, you know, either who you work with or like, you know, your friends that you already have that you zoom with family members. But yeah, man, I miss, I miss like just, you know, going to a game and wondering like what random, like what crazy fucking person are we going to run into at this game?
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. uh, And it certainly certainly helps the 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 old show uh, for material as well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, every every chance is every every game you go to is a new chance to uh, create a new, um, you know, uh, offensive, belittling nickname for somebody. Um, And, uh, yeah, you know, like I just there's there's always uh, it's we're always looking for that for that person.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Jeremy, you mentioned the vendors too. Like, uh, I didn't notice this till I started going to games with you, but like, you know, if you pay close enough attention, you really do get to see that vendor drama unfold. Yes. Um, yes. And certain guys are definitely more, uh, what you would call drama queens than other guys. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm specifically thinking of Sam Eagle here, who I don't know if we've seen back at a White Sox game. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, some of these guys, like, think they're so much better. There's definitely a hierarchy of vendors that I hadn't noticed. Like, the most, uh, the veteran-most ones are the ones who get to sell the beer. And, like, usually you'll see a kid selling fucking, like, licorice ropes, you know? Like, he's just getting his start. That licorice ropes are, like, the fucking rookie ball, like, low A of, uh, being a vendor. And then, like, you know, uh, selling beer, that's, like, triple A or something. Or like or like or like the majors if you're if you have uh if you have Miller light um,
1: yeah exactly, no, and it's like yeah again, like I think like I think we've developed like a a baseball sixth sense um for for seeing those kinds of things, either either with like weirdo fans or like honing in on, like, vendor drama, and, um, you know, now we're kind of like, now we have our radar up when we go to games for that.
0: Right, right, you know, and, and that even uh, that even extends to, uh, you know, ushers uh, a little bit, too, you yeah. know? I mean, we've even had encounters with ushers. Remember that one usher that we had uh, at, the, it was at U.S. Cellular uh, or whatever, guaranteed rate White Sox game. He was like, uh, he, he yelled at some guy, he was like, you wouldn't know what to do with that hoe. And, uh, you know, I... <laughs> I've always wondered, uh, you know, I've always wondered what that was about and if the guy he was yelling at, uh, would have in fact known what to do with that hoe, whoever, whoever he was referring to. I can't, do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. I do. I don't remember what the hell the circumstances were, but I've been, for some reason I've been thinking about that a lot this week and, uh, (laughs) and that was, uh, that was just a really good one. That was, uh, that was classic. Um. It was like the
1: back row of the, of the lower section. Like, yes. Like yeah. Something, some occurrence happened. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, that's yeah, just another day at the White Sox game. It is. It is.
0: Um, so yeah, I miss, uh, I miss all that stuff. Um, what, one thing I also miss Jeremy, uh, is not eating food at games. Um, <laughs> so this, this actually would have been the first season that I wouldn't have had to wear my Invisalign aligners. Uh, I got them put on right before we started this podcast and i got them off um in november of this past year 2019 so um you know i have gotten notes from several listeners saying that like i needed to like help you out with the food reviews uh, yeah, yeah. and i you know i think you would agree with that so uh you know maybe next season or whenever we can go to games again uh you know i can start getting in on that action you know
1: for sure yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah i i think that's um that's very fitting um yeah, you know, I can't be killing myself by myself, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta get in on some of this as well, so, um, yeah, that's, I, I would agree with that, so, so you're looking forward to, well, possibly I, being able yeah, to, to now, now
0: better. I'm looking forward to possibly being able to eat <clears throat> at games, uh, I think it'll really add a new dimension to our podcast, uh, or at least, like, like I said, yeah, it, it'll help, sure, it'll help, it'll help you out, uh, a little bit, I won't have to necessarily just live vicariously sure. vicariously through you at uh, at those at those games.
1: And folks, listeners out there, I've been with this man, you know, at 4:30 a.m. at a White at a White Castle and the the guy can't eat. He just doesn't he just chooses not to do it for, for the podcast, but he he, he can't eat. Uh, he's he's taken down a plate of uh, White Castle sliders for sure. Oh,
0: yes. Uh, And and then some. Yeah, Jeremy and I have always joked that we haven't shared many meals together in the time we've in the time we've known each other. So, uh, yeah. So maybe that can maybe that can start up. That'll be the next stage of our relationship.
1: (laughs) Totally. Um, All right. Well, cool. Um, Let's see. So for me, uh, my next one I have on my list is appointment theater. And by that, I mean, um, you know, just trying to like line up. Picking what day you go to a game for, like, either the pitching matchup or a a rookie debut or whatever. I think, like, that's something that we've been successful with over our years, even before um, the podcast uh, started. Like, of trying to figure out, like, okay, like, Max Scherzer just pitched yesterday. So, in four more days, he'll probably be pitching against the Cubs when they're in town. So, we got to go to that game to to see Max Scherzer. Um, Like... It, it becomes a science and again it's another like it's not necessarily a sixth sense but it's like a um it's like a projection <laughs> skill set that you create to to be able to project like either you know this is when this guy's gonna de- be eligible to debut like we caught chris bryant's um uh, debut that one at least was kind of talked mm-hmm. about in the news. Like this is the day that he could come up, but like you know, like we we've managed to catch Kershaw, we've kept, caught uh, Scherzer. At one point, we you know I tried to catch a Dallas Keuchel game um, when he was doing really well with the Astros. Um, so yeah, so we we've we've caught like a lot of cool um, appearances for players. Uh, I'm still excited about catching. We got to see Zach Gallen pitch um in one of his few starts with the uh Miami Marlins uh, cuz he's now tearing it up very anonymously like for the Arizona Diamondbacks right now he's got he's he has great numbers as a starting pitcher no one's talking about him because he pitches in Arizona but like we saw one of his very few uh Miami Marlins starts and I think we kind of projected that one too so um <clears throat> I just miss being able to do that and um you know trying to catch like debuts and stuff or like after the trade deadline, catching, like, a guy's first game with the team. You know, hey, we could have saw Jose Martinez's first Cubs game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, like Zach Gallen, it would have also been one of his few Cubs
1: games (laughs) as well. He's he's in South Bend, so if you wanted to catch him, you could just drive
0: a little bit. (laughs) Um, No, Jeremy, I missed that too, and that wasn't on my list, but that was one of the ones that I was uh, actually considering putting as Mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's fun to uh, you know you know we we would would uh, like some insider uh, information on the podcast you know we would be um, you know we would say oh the Yankees are going to be in town next week and then so we would we would look at uh, we would look at all the potential uh, pitchers and you know say uh, like well like Sabathia is pitching on this day and looks like tomorrow is going to be Jay Happ versus Michael Kopech so we should definitely try to see Kopech pitch so like let's go to that yep. game. You know, so we would, uh, yeah, we we were pretty meticulous uh, at looking up, uh, like, what pitching matchups would be. You know, we would say, we're going to go to a game in this series, and then we would kind of see what the best pitching matchup was, and if it was going to work out with our schedules. Uh, yeah, so I missed that. I also kind of, in this same vein, um, I missed, like, uh, tracking the weather, uh, the week of a game, And like even the day day or two before the game uh, and just like, you know, if you saw that it was like a 40 percent chance of rain on that day, like, you know, you you got started to get a little nervous about it, you know. Um, But uh, yeah, but also to see that like the forecast was perfectly clear and that just that good feeling knowing you were going to you were going to have good weather for this game and that it wasn't going to be and that it wasn't going to be rained out uh, was also a good feeling. So, yeah, I miss uh, I miss tracking all of that stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. Good call. Um, you know, one thing I also miss, Jeremy, I guess, speaking of weather, I, to be honest with you, I kind of miss the cold-ass games that we would go to, <laughs> Interesting, you know? okay. Yeah, it was a, a rain-delay theater, uh, kind of a, a tradition, or a, a, just a, even just a Jack and Jeremy tradition, to go to at least one super, super cold game, uh, every year, and, you know, with Jeremy and I's luck, a lot of the times it would still be cold and, like, late may when we would try to go to games yeah but uh yeah we always we always end up going to at least one game every season where we completely freeze our asses off um but you know it's kind of fun and it makes you uh it makes you appreciate um uh you know the, the the good weather games you know there's there's nothing like going to that first warm weather game of the season and like if you go to a few cold weather ones uh you really appreciate it
1: yeah, absolutely. Um that I mean to to tie back into like, you know, being in in the cold in the dead of winter and being like I can't wait to get to a White Sox game. The the caveat of that is that it's like, oh, you can't wait to go to a game in April when it's going to be forty degrees, um, because that's what ends up happening if if you don't wait. Like most people are like, yeah, I like to wait until July or until it's warm, you know, to go to a game. It's like, well, screw you, you're not a real baseball fan. It's like yeah. the 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 um, the the reward that we get as being real baseball fans is that we go to games, you know, when it's when it's butt cold out. So, um, so yeah, for sure. So, uh, um, it's. Uh, it, it, that's a tough one and i I will say like you know like I do think like I sometimes I like, question like i'm like am'm like am I getting too uh too too soft for to to bear this cold weather i bless my father um but i haven't been to a cubs game in, or a, a bears game in two years because my dad is like i'm done with the cold like i can't i can't do the <laughs> cold anymore like he's like i'll only go to a game in september and it's like well, you can't get tickets you have to pay through the nose for september tickets because that's when everyone wants to go
0: because it's still somewhat manageable right um and, and the uh, ba- the bears are still the bears aren't out of, aren't out of it yet you
1: know they're, they're still mathematically alive yeah <laughs> for sure yeah that's true um so, uh, so yeah, so it's, um, it's tough. I mean, I still think, um, I still feel good. Actually, Jackie and I bought a, I bought a really nice winter jacket, uh, right before this whole quarantine happened. So I'm actually excited to put that thing, uh, into use. Um, it's kind of weird to buy a winter jacket. Like it's good to buy it at the end of winter because they're on sale, but then it's like, all right, I just spent a hundred dollars on this jacket and now I can't use it for like five months or something. So, right. That's um, true. I think I am ready. I'm ready. This jack. This jacket is is warm, baby. So I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for a cold weather game.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. We can. Uh, we we'll get your review on it uh, next season when we uh, when we go to our first cold weather one. If if there's fans. If there's fans. We don't. We <laughs> yeah. Don't right. Know.
1: If there's fans, <laughs> there probably won't be. It's fucked yeah. up. But there probably. Who knows? God damn it! It's fucked up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, so something I miss Jeremy also, and this is kind of surprising, but I, I guess I do kind of miss it in retrospect is, uh, I miss like recording late, <laughs> you know, like after games. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, I miss it. Uh, you know, Jeremy and I would get back from a White Sox game at, you know, 1130 at night, and then we would have to figure out like what the quickest way possible was for Jeremy to like go home, get his equipment and like come back to my place and then record. Yeah. Say goodnight
1: um, to my wife is in there too. Like I go home, <clears throat> use like pee, uh, get my computer, say goodnight to my wife because it's the only time I see her all day and then come over and record for two hours. Yeah. yeah. I
0: was going to say, okay, that's, that's what takes you so fucking long <laughs> to get here, man. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. I'll be, you know, sometimes if Jeremy drives to the game, I'll be sitting in that goddamn car for 15 minutes. He's probably, <laughs> probably saying goodbye. And I'm like, Christ, some people got to work in the morning. No I'm kidding um I'm kidding uh but we uh yeah that I don't think it's it was ever really like easy for either of us to record that late um but it was it was cool too because you know when we would get back to my place uh you know usually around midnight uh to start recording um you know you, you tend to kind of get a second wind once you yeah. once you get into it or once you start getting really fired up about like what you're what you're talking about or remembering the evening. Uh yeah, you would you would start to feel that second wind and I, I think that sometimes that added to uh that added to the recording and what we were what what we were doing. So uh yeah, I missed that. I don't know what the format is going to be when everything resumes and we start going to games again, but uh but yeah, that was uh that was certainly a, a, a good time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> yeah, that is funny. It's yeah, the stamina of like those game days what it requires, it's <laughs> it is it is pretty funny like to Be at a baseball game for three to four hours, take about an hour, you know, uh, trip home and then record for another two hours. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing. That's what we do for, that's what we do for the listeners. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what we've chosen. So, um, so, well, this is an interesting one. So this is one, this is one that I'm adding, uh, to it, um, and I don't know. I think this is relatable enough to other people. but So not the coming home from the game and the recording, but the leaving work to go to the game uh, is one thing that I miss. Um, just, like, literally, like, you know, it's just, like, it's kind of like Flintstones-esque, like, the, the Quentin bell goes off and you slide down the, the, the uh, Stegosaurus's neck or whatever <laughs> and you jump into your car and you, 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 you paddle home. And in this case, like, you know, I'm, like, leaving work downtown hopping on the train and heading down to like uh, the White Sox game or the Cubs game or whatever. Uh, it's a great feeling because it's like, you know, not only are you done for the day, but, you know, you're going to see a ball game and that's that's pretty good. So um, that feeling of like um, <clears throat> doing that and not only that, but like also kind of like kind of being like, you know, rushing to get down there because like you you want to get down, you want to get uh, your scorecard, you want to get in, you want to get your promotional item, whatever it may be. Um, so, so kind of like rushing to get to the game, uh, but also being free from work. Like it's, it's a great feeling that I think, I think that feeling people can, can relate to like, just like work's done can take taking a ball game. Good.
0: Yeah. Advice. Yeah. Most definitely. And Jeremy, I would usually get there uh, a little bit before you. So I would kind of, you know, I would, I would usually meet Jeremy in an area sort of near the White Sox parking lot. When, like when we would go to a White Sox game. Um, and, uh, you know, th- there were always people cause I would like kind of people watch like the people f- filing into the stadium and like, there were always at least like, there was always at least like one person I'm like, oh man, I wish Jeremy was here right now. Cause like we would, uh, you know, we would be making fun of that guy going in. So it's like, Jeremy, there, yeah. there's, you know, there's no telling what you, uh, what you missed when, uh, you know, when I was just sitting there. Uh, but yeah, it that was always, uh, that was always cool. Just kind of meeting down, uh. Meeting down at like the white sox games, uh, we always would meet in the same area uh, yeah yeah i miss I miss that too, and it's a good feeling being at work all day, knowing you're going to be going to a game at night, you know there's nothing yeah. nothing quite like that either um, you know one thing uh we were supposed to do, or you know we had we had intended to do for this episode too was to talk about uh, to talk about something you don't miss uh from from going to games. Yeah. Is there is there something that you yeah. that you would say that you don't miss, Jeremy?
1: Yeah, sure. I still I still got one more on do miss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Though. Absolutely. Are you are you yeah? Are you through your list?
0: Yeah, you know I because uh, uh, my I guess mine had been uh, I sort of combined it with yours, but seeing slash making fun of people. Okay, gotcha, um, gotcha. You know, that was, that was, kind, of, uh, that was kind of mine uh, too. Um, you know, I miss making fun of people, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I guess, you know, well, I should say this, Jeremy. Um, you know, sometimes going to a baseball game would bring out the worst in me. And uh, that—that's not something I—I I don't miss. I miss that, you know. I feel like I haven't—I haven't had that uh, enough of an edge this year, as far as that stuff is concerned. Sure. I haven't—I haven't had enough stuff to com—to complain about, you know, yeah. enough like small petty stuff to just—to <laughs> just complain about. So that—that well, that is something it, that I do—that I do miss.
1: We call it podcast material now, so you know, <laughs> we <could be> the <laughs> yeah, worst right. People. We could be the worst versions of ourselves, I guess. But it's—it's it's for the pod, I guess, right? So right these are just these Um, are
0: just two characters that we play
1: yes exactly exactly um so uh my last my last like thing that i i missed that i um you know uh missed the season i mentioned it i think last episode um which is uh literally going to the south bend cubs games um i feel like i feel like i i uh i like fell in love with the experience of going to south bend cubs games which is very odd um but like it's just everything that involves it like on like believe it or not like i like the like two hour drive uh to the to the to south bend or two maybe it's like a little more than two hours um but you know i i love driving i love going on a road trip so that's like you know just enough uh of a road trip to to feel good about it uh and then getting to the game um getting to see cubs prospects like i love prospects but like obviously like to, to see, like, a Cubs prospect on a, a guy who might, you know, make an impact on the team uh, in the future is cool. And then, obviously, um, being able to uh, know, like, you know, have a frame of reference of a guy, like, when you see that they started making the list. Like, Brendan Davis and Braylon Marquez for the Cubs are, like, two of the top Cubs prospects right now. And I can say that I saw them in person. And, uh, you know, I definitely – saw some talent in Braylon Marquez, which I'm really excited about him, you know, coming up the, the, the pipeline. Um, and then, you know, just the, like the, the, autograph hunting at the end too. I mean, I got some awesome autographs. I mean, I still think like getting Wander Franco's autograph, I mean, whether or not the guy becomes a star in the majors, like the fact that we got the hottest, like prospect in baseball's autograph at, at the time, like, I think it was really cool. Um, you know, at the risk of sounding like a hypocrite for, for calling these guys autograph freaks, um, you know, uh, (laughs) you know, I, um, I thought that, uh, that was, that was kind of like a cool moment. And the few, the, the handful of times I went to South Bend last year, I think like, I think I went like four times total. Um, it was really, it was really fun and really awesome. And, uh. Um, so that's, I missed that. I was like looking forward to going to more South Bend Cubs games, uh, this year. So,
0: yeah, Jeremy, I was going to write, uh, going, you know, going to minor league baseball games is, is something that I, that I miss as well. Yeah. Um, it seems like we always managed to make it to a couple, uh, at least at each of the past few seasons we have. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, with how many cuts they've made with, with no minor league season happening this year and how many, you know, I think they're downsizing from like 160 teams to 120 teams. Uh, I'm sure the South Bend Cubs will not be one of the teams that gets cut, just because it seems like they draw pretty well. Yeah. Um. Uh, and South Bend is a, a big enough city that it, you know, it should have a, a minor league team. Um. But uh, that being said, there's no telling like what the minor league season next year is going to look like. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I really enjoyed Jeremy that we when we went to that South Bend Cubs game. Uh, a lot of funny stuff happened. <laughs> uh. You know, especially I, I remember that guy who said. Uh, like he he was giving us directions to where we should park, and he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna take a west on Weston. There's more parking over there, you know." Like uh, so, we just you know you sort of you sort of take that drive from Chicago, and you you end up in a Burt Reynolds movie. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's right. uh, you know so it it was a it was a nice time. I hope that uh, I hope that not not too much uh, changes about uh, about the miners. You know, yeah,
1: for sure. I yeah, I mean, I do think like I, a lot of the teams that they talked about cutting were like a lot of like rookie ball uh teams and stuff which which sucks because that's you know the first step for a lot of these players but um it seemed like that was a lot like the like low a uh games and like the um the rookie ball uh franchises where seems to be like gonna be a lot of the ones that get cut but yeah it's it's sad all the way around and i don't it seems like it seems like the the effort to try to uh save that has um kind of gone away it's just it. it's like people are just accepting that it's going to happen now
0: right right um i i heard actually jeremy that the belight snappers were going to be building a new stadium so hopefully uh yeah hopefully they don't get cut because i i like the fact that that franchise exists
1: for sure for sure um but okay so so to um <clears throat> to revisit what you were uh what what you're teeing up before about one thing that i i like about um, you know this the current state of baseball game going or baseball game watching uh, for me it's like I I actually like not um, having to see people in the stands in like when I watch a game I just I kind of like that you know you watch a game I, it's number one it's crazy when they show a highlight from just like last year and there's fans in the stands it's like oh my god yeah like, that's what baseball was like at, at one point in history um, but I kind of like looking. Um, <clears throat> when they show like you know the center field camera and the pitcher is pitching to the home plate guy, that there's no like goofballs behind home plate like doing stupid things. Like we don't have to see Marlins Man anymore. Like that's true. like awesome. Like I love it.
0: Yeah, you know, and you don't get the people who are like waving their arms and and being all <laughs> yeah. you know being all happy that they're on TV. Doing, yeah. This thing. <laughs> of course, I will say that was funny, Jeremy. I do. <laughs> I do miss. I do miss that. Uh yeah, I think we I think we uh you know, unfortunately like we don't have the camp like uh, camera for this podcast, but Jeremy yeah. uh, uh you know, we we posted the video of Jeremy doing that in a previous uh in a previous <laughs> podcast. It's what what would you call delay it's yeah. on the
1: rain delay theater youtube account which has like two videos but um <clears throat> i don't even know how to direct people to that uh i think if you go to rain theater.com there's there's a link there somewhere what would um, you call that
0: move jeremy that yeah. arm move i mean
1: it's like it's kind of like uh it's like an 80s dance move where you like interlock your hands like you're doing like like if you were putting them behind your head to do like a sit up but instead of that they're in front of you and you do like like a wave motion where you wave one arm and then because they're connected, it it waves the other one. And so you make this like ripply wave thing with your, with your hands. You're pretty good at it,
0: Jeremy. I tried to do it just now and I can't. So you've (laughs) got, you've got some skill at it.
1: I got the rhythm. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, someone was doing it behind home plate in some game that we (laughs) talked about. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I did, a there's a video of me recreating it for, for people out there. So yeah, go ahead and try to dig that one up on the Rain Delay Theater YouTube account.
0: Nice. Um, yeah, so I guess something I don't miss about, uh, about going to games, um, or like, yeah, something that I'm uh, enjoying um, from this year. I, well, I was going to say, I sort of interpreted it uh, in a different way, Jeremy. Um, uh, like what, what was like my least favorite part about like going to a, going to a game. Um, and you know, mine was like trying to decide when I was going to get up to take a leak. Ah, Yeah. You know, (laughs) cause I, I'm somebody, I'm somebody who never, I don't like to miss one second of the game, you know? Uh, so like, you know, it was always like a, it was always trouble for me cause I was like, all right, you know, this, you know, I'm going to miss these guys bat in, uh, you know, in this, in this, thing like if I if I go so I have to like I have to go like right at the end of the inning uh and like make sure that I can get back uh you know before the before the next pitch is thrown so like I don't I don't miss having that debate with myself around the the seventh or eighth inning every game you know I'm (laughs) I'm I'm good with I'm good with not doing that and when with games on tv like it's you know I can I can go whenever I want basically
1: yeah, for sure. No, that's brutal. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of like inconveniences of going to, to games too, um, but uh, but yeah, that one uh, mine was more so for for watching and yours is in in person. So like it, both valid points, I would say for sure. And uh, yeah, I yeah you, you I figured out that like you if you go first of all if you if you try to go if you're at like a Cubs game and you try to go after the Cubs make it end the inning basically yeah it's like there's no point to going because it's like leaving at the height of rush hour like to drive home like leaving work because sure it's just it's bad so the best time to go is actually when there's one out (laughs) this is a little rain delay theater tip the best time to go is when the visiting team is batting and they've made one out in the inning if you can if you can kind of hurry you can make it back by the time that home team comes up to bat so that's that's jeremy's uh urination tip of the day (laughs)
0: <laughs> so that that's good, Jeremy. Uh, you know you gotta have a you gotta have a buddy to keep score for you. Well, actually, you know you could just log on to MLB. dot com uh, also and find out what happened. And uh, you know they usually they usually actually play the radio broadcast uh, over the uh, you know over the loudspeakers while you're peeing.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So you've yeah, got so that if you too.
1: Wanna, yeah, if you want to try to fill out your scorecard while you're up against the urinal, you know, more power to you. Just don't drop the pencil, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. There's there's all kinds of little things here. But um, man, you know, you, Jack, you threw it out there. Like if, if we are allowed to go to games next year, it's not it's it's not an absurd conversation to be having. Um, it's it's fucked up that we have to have that conversation. But it's it's very true. And um, I, uh, you know, it sounds to me like the Miami Dolphins are are planning on having like people attend games this year. And like, I don't know, like, I I guess it's like. It's, like, market by market where they're, like, for NFL, what they're determining. Yeah. I mean, like, God forbid if something, like, some kind of crazy, like, super spreader situation happens in one of these games. Like, it's going to set us back, like, you know, uh, know, a million steps. And, like, um, I just – I don't think we'll know until, like, next year whether, like – going to a game is going to be possible like right I, I, yeah you you hope that it is but who the fuck knows i don't know
0: yeah i mean i think the owners are certainly going to push for it is miami um are they limiting the capacity of the stadium they've got to be right
1: i mean i don't know man i i honestly don't know i think they are yeah I, yes i do think they are um but um maybe by like 1%. <laughs> it's like, all right, we won't let in 50, we won't let in like 60,000 people, but we'll let in 58,500, you know? Like, okay,
0: cool. All right, great. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And if anything, uh, you know, you have to hope for the best with it, because if that'll sort of be the, uh, you know, the Guinea pig of like, can we, can we safely have uh, fans at games again, you know, even in limited capacity. So I think it'll be a start so, uh, yeah, so hopefully it, uh, hopefully it goes well if it, if it goes, if it goes at all.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I guess that'll wrap it up though for this episode. Um, you know, uh, we're in September, uh, the season is winding down already. As soon as it's gotten going, it's winding down. So, um, the next coming weeks in baseball should be interesting. Um, we have, uh, you know, we might have a kind of, a a seasonal uh, timely episode coming up, uh, next, next go round, but, um, things are going to start getting interesting here. Um, and, uh, we'll be here to bring it all to you, um, as, uh, the season wraps up. So I guess, um, to, on that note, um, I am Jeremy Dionisio. And I'm Jack Swakowski. We'll catch you next time on rain delay theater.